At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. We begin hour number two of Easton Big Bets. Dave Ross and Amal Shaw here at South Point Casino and Hotel in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. It is hot, not outside, but inside the studio. But Amal, braving the elements, still looking good in that suit. Let's uh, bring in our guy, Frank Schwab. Love talking to Frank here, of course. He covers the NFL and sports betting for Yahoo Sports. You can follow him at Yahoo Schwab. And we always love getting his Tuesday thoughts. So, Frank, now as we get to the divisional round of the postseason here in the NFL, do you have a biggest takeaway after Super Wild Card Weekend is now finally in the books after Monday night? You know, I think the one the one thing when I take a big picture look at the eight teams left, I don't remember a year. I'm probably just saying that because I don't remember because I'm old. <laughs> but that there's six teams that I think are a coin flip. I, I really truly believe that the the difference between the Chiefs who are the favorite and the Cowboys who are the sixth favorite is really not that big, no matter what the odds say. I think any of those six teams can win it. The Giants, Jaguars, probably not. Okay, unless Trevor Lawrence just goes nuclear in the last few weeks. But the other six teams, I think you you could make a case for any one of them. And I don't think there's one special team out there. I don't think there's one bad team among those six either. I think they're all clumped up pretty well. And if you, it's one of those if you played the, the you know the rest of this season from here on out a hundred times. I think each one of those teams wins about fifteen times. Like it's it's it's. I think it's that close. I really do. Frank, if you're going to plagiarize my stuff, just tell me in the future. <laughs> I, I, actually, I, I completely agree with you because I just said that in the previous segment. I thought there were six out of eight teams. I think Jacksonville and the Giants are probably going to get eliminated this weekend, but I think it's wide open for everybody else. I want to specifically get to the matchup in Buffalo between the Bills and the Bengals. And I, I really thought the neutral site game should not be between Buffalo and Kansas City. I thought it should have been between Cincinnati and Buffalo mm-hmm. because, remember, if they win that game, they would have moved up to the two-line because the, the Chiefs won the final game of the regular season. So I thought they got the short end of the stick. Now they're catching six here at the South Point, still five, five and a half everywhere else. How do you see this one? Uh, Dave pointed out the injuries right now, the concern for the Bengals, especially on the offensive line. How concerned are you about that, and how effective, and where do you see this one? Uh, first of all, I do agree with you. I think this, you know, the Bengals should be mad. I mean, they were like, oh, you're going to give the Ravens a coin flip. You're going to give the Bills a neutral site in the AFC Championship game. You give us nothing for the Bills Bills game in Buffalo? That mm. that doesn't seem fair to me. I, I get they played the same amount of games. The Bills had a better record. But I, I, I don't know why the NFL decided to change rules on the fly. It didn't do anything for the Bengals at all. But that's a different story. We're here now. I'll be honest. I took this game at five. I, I like the Bengals because I was worried that this has got to come down, right? Like, these two teams are not separated by that much. So for it to go to six, I, I, I'm really surprised. I, I don't, 
I think the value on the Bengals is really, really good. I get the offensive line injuries. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, that's a big, big deal. I do wonder if Jonah Williams just braces it up and plays. I, he might not be 100%, but I, I wonder if he guts it out. But to me, the Bengals and Bills are – it's not maybe the bills get a little bit for home field, but it's mostly a coin flip to me. I think that you saw the, I mean, in a very brief period of time, the Bengals weren't scared of the bills on that Monday night. They were moving up the ball up and down the field. They were up seven, three there looked like they were going to score again when that, that game got canceled. Obviously I don't get why this game is six. Maybe, maybe I'm just missing something. I, I think it's, a, I get the offensive line stuff. When you have cluster injuries like that, it can really mess with you. But I still think the Bengals and bills are, Right there, even as far as teams go, if they played this on a neutral, it would be a pick 'em. I think, but I don't know why it's minus six right now. I'm with you. I already feel like I got the worst of the number. I played the Bengals at five. Didn't realize it would go up to six. That's yeah. I thought it would go down. I, right, I was so, really thinking like this is going to end up being like three and a half in a in a day. Like when people are like, "What are the Bengals getting five for?" I agree I, with you guys. Yeah, I, I didn't think it would go up, but surprisingly, it has. And it has. We'll see if it stays there. But I'm with you guys, and especially the news of Alex Kappa. We talked a lot about him, and obviously, you know, Frank, you mentioned the left tackle. We don't know if cap is out yet everybody's just just assuming these guys yeah. aren't going to go and frank brings up a good point they might be able to go we saw ryan jensen try to play last night he hadn't played all year so different things happen in the postseason we'll see how many of those guys what can if, go. real quick real quick before we move on what if they do like wednesday what if it's like oh yeah these guys practiced this line goes to what three? Like, are the offensive linemen that big of a difference in the the spread? I don't, I don't get it. I'm, really. I'm with you guys. I think we got. I still think five is a good number. If you're getting six here at the South Point, and you like the Bengals like we do, I'd grab it now because I'm with Frank. I think this will eventually come down once we get the injury news. And again, if they're all out, I don't think it. Maybe it stays at five, or you know, comes down just a point. I, I just can't see this thing getting any north of six as we keep going. Um, let's talk about the other game in the AFC because I know that the public consensus is Chiefs. Chiefs are bust. There's just no way. But we've seen games that we thought like that, that the Chiefs would easily roll, and then they don't, right? It happened last year against the mm-hmm. Bengals, for instance. Is there any danger here at eight and a half of laying it with Kansas City? Because I kind of feel like the Jags are playing with house money after that comeback, and Trevor Lawrence can't play any worse than he did in the first half last week against the Chargers. Yeah, and I, I mean, if you just remove the the first half for Trevor Lawrence, he's been top six, seven quarterback in the league for the last month and a half. I mean, this Jaguars team has won six in a row, I believe. I love the Jaguars eight and a half, and I'll be honest, I, mm-hmm. I, I have this in the back of my mind that maybe this is the upset. May, Ooh, this, really? This, I, this Jaguars team has given off a lot of 2021 Bengals vibes to me. Young core, uh, and I get the Chiefs are probably going to win this, but I could fully foresee a scenario where we're sitting there five minutes left in the game. It's 27, 24 chiefs, but the Jaguars got the ball and you're like, Whoa, are they going to pull this off? I, I really think this could be a competitive game. And I, I can't sit here and just tell you outright that the Jaguars cannot win this game. They've been playing really, really good football. Trevor Lawrence is a stud. He is, he has arrived and don't get thrown off the scent of that first half. Like, yeah, he melted down a little bit, but look at what he did after that. For him to stay in that game mentally and keep his team in it and bring them all the way back, I thought was one of the most impressive performances you're going to see. Most quarterbacks would have gone in the tank at that point at four interceptions. He didn't. I I just, I really like this Jaguars team. Of course, I don't know how their defense is going to stop the Chiefs. (laughs) But this Chiefs team, we all know, all three of us know, the Chiefs are terrible against the spread. Mm -hmm. They have been for two, three years now. They don't cover spreads. So eight and a half, I even saw nine. Yeah, I'm all about that. I think it's going to be a close game. I'm with it again. You know, Frank points out kind of that vibe with last year's Bengals. The, the four seed last year, the Bengals and Rams played for the Super Bowl. The four seed this year in the AFC, the Jaguars. So maybe there's something with that four seed them all. I'm, I, I'm picking up what Frank's putting down. I kind of like the Jags as well. I, I get the argument you make. I go back to the game when they played. I want to say it was probably about week 10 or 11. Yeah, it was right before their bye. Yeah, yep. right before the bye for the Jaguars. Kansas City was minus three in the turnover margin. They had two fumbles and an interception. They outgained him by 175 yards. Shagwar scored late to make it a 10-point game, which was really a 17-point game. I, I get everything you're saying. And, and, you know, the one thing I want to point out, and, I, Frank, you're probably, you and I tend to be on the same page more than we're opposite. I thought a couple of those picks were phenomenal plays by the Chargers. The first one, mm-hmm. it, it, Sebastian Day t- uh, right. tips the ball. Bosa tips the ball. Then it's intercepted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then I thought Asante Samuel made a couple of terrific plays. Um, I'm not trying to take away from criticizing Lawrence, but I, I thought the Chargers were great. I, I'm not worried about the turnovers from that standpoint. However, can this team get enough stops is my question. Because, yeah. you know, Mahomes and company, once they get going, look, Tyreek Hill is an amazing player. We know that. But it doesn't seem like at times they've really skipped a beat without him in the lineup there in Kansas City. 
Yeah, great offense, great. But we said the same thing about the Bengals in the AFC Championship game last year, remember? Like, uh-huh. how's this defense ever going to stop the Chiefs? I, and I get it. The, the Jaguars' defense is not great by yeah. any means. But can he create a couple plays, a fumble here, uh, like just like the Bengals did in the AFC Championship game last year? Well, I know that Jaguars-Bengals aren't exactly a great comp because I think that Bengals team was better than the Jaguars team. But that, but they're going to score enough to at least give themselves a chance if, if they catch a couple breaks on defense. Frank, I hear everything you say, but that uh, you talk about the Bengals uh, game against the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. That offensive play at the end of the first half where they threw the ball and they got stopped short of the end zone was the third worst play call in the history of the National Football League. And for people that are unaware, the first one ever. Pete Carroll, right? Pete Carroll at the goal. (laughs) No, 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 no. That wasn't (laughs) Oh, you know, wow. No. Remember when the Colts lined up with like only one under center? That's the worst one ever. And the second one happened this past Sunday when the Vikings tried to do a throwback (laughs) to Molasses' Kirk Cousins. Oh my goodness! On third and one, just third and one, and the Giants can't stop anybody. Really, that you got? To, just give it to Dalvin. It's Thank okay. You. It's okay you not to get that. Oh, that was by terrible. the way, the Cook- As somebody who was on the Giants, I loved it. But I was like, <laughs> throw it back to Kirk Cousins. Like they think he's what 2001 Michael Vick or something. Yeah, oh. it's an amazing play. It changed the whole complexion of that first half and ultimately the game as well. Yeah. If you got the Cook brothers, Dalvin Both. or James, I love James Cook when he was at, at Georgia. Mm-hmm. These guys can both run the ball. And you're not going to give it to him for one yard. So what about the Giants this week, Frank? when they go to the city of brotherly shove and take on the Eagles here, and they're getting a bunch of points over a touchdown seven and a half. You know, it feels like Brian Dable wants to give Daniel Jones zero credit when he's asked, how did he play? Good. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, right. I mean, so I don't know what to make if he doesn't like him or if he's trying to keep him humble, but what do you make of the G men now third times a charm possibly against the Eagles? Probably keeping him humble is my guess because he knows Daniel Jones played really, really well in that game. I, I was impressed. And again, I was on the Giants and and for Daniel Jones to play as well as he did with his legs too, great game. But I think it runs out here. The Eagles are the one favorite I like. They've got the rest. I think Hurts is going to come out and look pretty good. And they're just better. They're just so much better than the Giants that I, I can see them getting really getting over on them early putting it on them. I hate laying over a touchdown, but I will. I, I think the Eagles are the one favorite that I really, really like this week. All right, so you got the Eagles moving on as the one seed. Who are they playing, Dallas or San Francisco in a battle of heavyweights out there in the back? Yeah. You know, the funny thing is, I think you guys just bring me on because Dave likes that I always back the Cowboys. <laughs> I think the, I think the Cowboys could win this one. Yeah! I really do. Brock Purdy has not faced a defense like this. This was a this is a playmaking, aggressive defense Everybody was down on the Cowboys for losing week 18. I didn't care at all. We talked about it last week. Who cares? That game meant nothing. They showed who they were last night. They're a team that was really, not just that game, 12-5 in a regular season. They have all the ingredients to go to San Francisco and win that game. I love San Francisco. They're playing great. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to be on the Cowboys' money line. I think they pull the upset. The only reason he said that is because I texted him to say that, and I wouldn't bring up the Milwaukee Bucks. A couple of horrendous <laughs> oh, plays along hey, the way. Hey, hey. <laughs> Frank, if you want to stay for the next second. hour and just talk Cowboy football, <laughs> we can we can make time, my friend. I think he's got to water some plants instead. <laughs> Love it as always, Frank. Uh, again, check him out. Got to follow him on Twitter as I do. Yahoo Schwab does a great job at Yahoo Sports. Frank, we always appreciate it each and every Tuesday, my friend. Absolutely, guys. I appreciate it. Thank there you. he is, Frank Schwab. But I'm with him. I already played the Cowboys plus $1.75 to win that game outright. We'll talk much more about that and also some college basketball mall, some big games in the docket tonight. I want to get your thoughts on when we come back next here on Big Bets on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on football's biggest games, while well, the VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just $9.99. VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits that can let you see where the money and bets are moving for every single game. Deep dive betting reports, VSIN betting guides for the biggest games of the season, where experts break down brackets, best bets, and all the big game props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VSIN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for just $9.99 and become part of the Sports Betting Network. That's V-S-I-N slash subscribe. Back alongside of Mall Shaw, Dave Ross here. We keep rolling on this Tuesday edition of Big Bets. Obviously, we got more football talk coming up later. We're going to talk some puck uh, coming up with Jonathan Davis here at the bottom half of this hour. But let's get to college basketball because there are some pretty good attractions tonight out there in the world of college hoops. And I want to get your thoughts on a couple of those games. And the first one I do want to mention is when you got Kansas against K-State. So it's Big Bad Rock Chalk Jayhawk going to Little Manhattan to take on the Wildcats there. Now, look at the number. Kansas laying a point and a half. That shows you how tough it is, even though you're the second-ranked team in the country, to go on the road and win in conference play against the number 13-ranked K-State Wildcats. What do you make of this matchup tonight? And they're clearly by the numbers saying there's danger of potentially looming for Rock Chalk. I, I got to tell you, this has got to be the biggest game at Bramlage in a long, long time. I mean, you you talk about a showdown. You've got two teams in the state that are ranked in the top 15. K-State had a little bit of a hiccup. They lose the game against TC. They got actually blown out in Fort Worth in that one. Now you've got the Jayhawks coming, and this is a team that has dominated not only your state, but college basketball for mm. decades on end. You got a great opportunity here. Uh, Keontae Johnson, the Florida transfer, has been outstanding for Jerome Tang, who's done a great job with this uh, Wildcats team so far. But this Kansas team, you know, between Grady Dick and Jalen Wilson, they've gotten two absolute dudes. Probably Wilson probably sneak into the first round, maybe if not top 40 draft pick. They've got two pros right there. This should be a great matchup. Didn't play this game. We'll wait for an in-game opportunity. But I'm favoring the Wildcats here. Uh, Catching a point and a half at home, I'd go money line. I just think this is going to be a huge, huge crowd tonight. This should be a fun one. You know, I know it's still hard to – I think Houston is still the rightful favorite to win the national championship. And no matter what happens tonight in Little Manhattan, I don't think it's going to change that that I think the perception now is, even though they're the reigning defending college basketball champions, this Kansas team might be better than last year's. Is that possible in your estimation? No, it's not in mine. Uh, I don't – look, they're good. I just don't think there's a lot of great teams in college basketball this year. For me, there's one great team, and depends on how you define great. I think they're great compared to everybody else in college hoops, but they're not an all-time type of team in Houston. 
I think KU is really, really good. Mm -hmm. I think their players are more experienced and better. When I, I talk about Wilson, they bring in McCuller, the Texas Tech transfer, who's outstanding. He's another guy you're going to see on draft boards. Uh, KJ Adams, I really like him a lot. Good physical player. But overall, when I look at Kansas, I, I think they're a good team. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Kansas, mm -hmm. they're a good team. Uh, but, look, it's going to be in the tournament like last year. They played well for those six games, not taking anything away from them, just like Carolina played well for five games. I, I would not have Kansas as a as the favorite to win it. I still think Houston's the team. I, you know, I, I played a small play back in December on Houston to win the national championship about 8-1. to one. That's down to about plus 650. Not a huge line move, but you, you're talking about demarcation lines here, yeah. right? And to you, Houston is the clear-cut number one. They're, yeah. they're the best team in college basketball. It doesn't mean they're going to win every game on the way, people. And you look at them tonight going up against the Green Wave on the road at Tulane, laying 11. Is that number two big? Because we talked about it last week with Arizona, maybe a sleepy spot where they're going to win the game on the road against Oregon State, but are they going to cover the number? What about covering the number tonight if you're Houston laying that big one? You know, it's a tricky number because this Tulane team can really score the basketball. They did a nice job. They beat Memphis uh, earlier this year at home. They're a pretty good team. They really get up and down the floor. Uh, this would be a challenge here. This is a little bit of a big number. That's the one challenge when you look at Houston. It's kind of like what we see with the Chiefs in the NFL. Mm -hmm. the numbers that are so high, and you go, well, their ATS record is this, that, and the other. Well, when you're laying 23 and a half, right. I mean, 11 points in a road conference game is a big number. I would be looking at the green wave here plus the 11 in this matchup. See, the one thing why I think Houston's better than everybody else, they don't shoot the ball well. When you look at the top 20 teams in college basketball, they're the worst shooting team out of those top 20 teams. But the way they play with the defensive intensity, and it's not just on the defensive end. Every cut, everything. A friend of mine plays for Oregon, and I was talking to him when they played them earlier this year, and he said to me, he goes, let me tell you, it's, it's not that they're great from a talent standpoint. He goes, there's not a single play for 40 minutes where there's a playoff. It's challenged. It's Every, everything's every, challenged. Absolutely. Yeah, it reminds me of like Norm Richardson's 40 minutes of hell back in the day with, with, with Big Stewie, where it, you just knew you are going to get pressed and it's nothing's coming easy, right? Nothing's going to come easy, especially in the half court with Houston. That's where they're really going to get you if they can lock in defensively. Yeah, I, I like the comparison from a style of play right. standpoint. But that Arkansas team, they had some real, real dudes. They had scores. They had scores. Now, I'm not saying Walker and Sasser are tremendous players. Both can be first-round picks in the NBA. But the thing that makes Houston really, really good is they're unselfish, and you're not going to play for Kelvin if you don't play defense. Yeah, Scotty Thurman back in the day there for for Pig Suey. Cor Corey Beck, uh, Big Nasty, uh, Corliss Corliss Williamson. Williamson. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Woo! Those teams kind of, they give you a little chill. And people forget, they had a shot to go back-to-back. -back. They yeah. lost to UCLA. Yeah, they absolutely did. So we're, I don't know if Houston's, like, we're not putting them in that category yeah. to a mall's point, but they certainly stylistically, that's the, the style they want to play. Yeah. What about Tennessee and Rocky Top? Love this team. Okay, so they're going to lay six tonight on the road against Mississippi State. By the way, they Mississippi State got to the Final Four back in 96, lost to Syracuse, national semifinal. So I just like to point that out every time I see the Bulldogs. Now they're going to get six at home against Tennessee. Is there an upset brewing tonight for Mississippi State? I don't think so. I think they're too offensively inefficient. I think it'll be a real challenge against Probably the second-best defensive team in college basketball. Wow. When you, you when you look at it, you look at defensive rating, they're actually number one in the country. On the flip side, Mississippi State is number seven in defensive rating, which is points per 100 possessions. Tennessee giving up just 81. That's how good they are defensively. But remember, Houston is number one offensively. And, I'm sorry, number two offensively and defensively in both ratings on both sides there. But to me, tough number to lay at the hump tonight. I wouldn't lay six on the road. I think Tennessee wins this basketball game. Dave, this is one of those, and you know, it's kind of like last night I talked about with the Syracuse game. I said the game goes over, but I think Syracuse could cover or Miami either way, and this is kind of how I feel about this one. The big thing to pay attention to in this one is, and I would look at this from a first half and maybe a potential second half play, can Mississippi State get some clean looks? Because if you don't, they already don't shoot the ball great. You're going to have a much harder time against the Big Orange. I think Rick Barnes has got a really, really good team. I think they're underrated, and I think because how well Alabama and Brandon Miller are playing. By the way, Kelly, I saw a National Player of the Year list yesterday. Brandon Miller was not on there. Oh, man. They're not watching. And there was no option for the field. <laughs> wow. Uh, by the way, that total is 123.5 to your point about the way yeah. I take offense to the Big Orange. But to the way the big orange here in Tennessee. Please explain why you do. Because there's only one orange, and that's Q's. I have never that. in my I've never heard anyone in my life say big orange, and they were referring well, we, to Syracuse. We, we were referred to as the beast of the East back when we were in the Big East. You know, and now I, we're in the ACC, so you can't even use that anymore. Let me take one more shot at you while we're at it. Sure. You, you know, you're from like Rochester, right? That's right. I, I lived in Syracuse. Where these guys too. when you run no, into? No, no, no. Lived in Syracuse too. Okay. 
When, hey, in Liverpool. From? I'm from New York. So everybody, anybody you ever talk, where are you from? You're, you're thinking Big state. the city, Long Island, nah. Westchester County. No, no, no. Upstate. No, no, no. That is upstate. You got to say upstate. Uh, upstate, yeah. I, he, uh, he, he didn't say that. But I'm a Met fan, which is city. Well, you, were you going to cheer for the Buffalo Braves, the Triple A team? Love the Buffalo Braves. Bob McMillan <laughs> back in the day. You kidding me? Love those teams. And yeah. then they, they you left. You kidding me? Come on. Or not, Boy, I Bob McMillan. I went back. I'm sure no, Buffalo Braves, I'm showing my age. That was, yeah, when I was a kid. Yeah. That was a big deal in the 70s. Oh, my God, I am old. Well, like, yeah, the Buffalo Braves. People are like, what the, no, forget, what the hell are you guys talking about? The Triple A team. Oh, you're talking about for baseball? Yeah, it was the, the Cleveland Triple uh, A. I said Buffalo Braves. Well, that was the basketball the team. Syracuse Chiefs were the, the baseball team. Uh, Rochester Red yeah. Wings were there. You have the Bisons now. The Bison, Bison now? Okay, yeah. You know, Reggie Jackson came to a stint, uh, back, and I went to the game in Syracuse when he played against the, the Syracuse Chiefs in a rehab game for the yeah. Yankees. It's a thrill of a lifetime. Was he still a jerk back then as he is today? Reggie, Reggie. I hated Reggie as a player because as a Met fan, he couldn't so does everybody Yankees. that's ever met him. But he had the, he had the he is the best candy bar any athlete's ever had. Did you ever have a Reggie bar? I did not. Oh my god, they're delicious. I don't know why they stopped him. Oh, was that because it was the '70s and now we're in 2023 and nobody knows who Reggie Jackson is? Pretty it was much. amazing candy bar, but I digress. Uh, so you liked uh, maybe in-game scenario with Tennessee yeah. and Mississippi State tonight. What about Texas? What are you seeing from the Longhorns? They're going to catch points tonight. Big-time matchup in conference at Iowa State. The Cyclones going to lay two and a half. People are going to go, oh, wait. How is this team 12th and the other team 7th? And I'm getting points with the 7th-ranked team in the country. Well, you've got the number five defensive-rated team in the country in Iowa State. This is a really, really good team. Uh, I like the Cyclones here. A little Hilton magic tonight. Ooh. The number's gone up a little bit. I think, if I'm not mistaken, and I didn't play it, I wish I had on the overnight, I think Texas Open is about a one-point favorite in this one. But you look at a couple of these uh, St. Bonaventure's transfers, Jaron Holmes and uh, Asuni in the middle of that paint really creates some problems defensively. Kausher's been outstanding so far, the Minnesota transfer for the Cyclones in this one. I like Marcus Carr. He's had a tremendous season. Timmy Allen's very effective. Uh, but to me, I'm going to go with Iowa State. Hilton Magic once again tonight in Ames. Is, is Jeff Hornacek playing for Iowa State tonight? They could use him. How about Marcus Pfizer and Jamal Tinsley? This guy's a good ball, too. When we come back, let's talk some puck with Jonathan Davis. Next year, we're going to break down the NHL and what he likes in the card tonight and maybe possibly in the futures market as well. Come on back. It's Big Bets here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know the money and bets are moving for every single game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see all the changes and all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Before we talk some puck very quickly with Jonathan Davis, I have one question I have to ask you. It was making its rounds on social media last night. They had three cutaways TV term during the game last night of three celebrities at the game. There was Hulk Hogan, there was Tom Cruise, and there was John Daly. And the, the question was, if you could watch a game with any one of those three, who do you pick and why? Uh, probably John Daly, just because I think he's going to be probably lit and it'd be entertaining to see what else would go on around me. I, well, By the way, what were the three again? The I heard three John guys Daly. that were there. John Daly was in a, in a cowboy like Parka, he looked amazing. Oh, God, it looks, yeah, that's this sounds awesome already. Tom Cruise, who, yeah. who wouldn't want to hang out with Tom Cruise? Yeah. And then Hulk Hogan, brother, who was in a box, brother, and he had about a thousand people in that box, brother. This isn't even close. John Daly, way up high. Tom Cruise and Hulk Hogan. Okay, first of all, actually, Hulk Hogan, like, I don't even care. I'd rather hang out with you, Dave. I can't believe I'm going to say this. You guys nailed it. It's John Daly, one. I've, I've hung out with Cruz for a little bit in Detroit back in my day. Dave awesome John. dude. But he's two. He's a, John Daly? I, by the way, I had at the PGA Championship of Whistling Straits in 2015, I had my phone confiscated because I was taking pictures of John Daly. You couldn't take pictures. John Daly didn't care. Like, that's the guy who's like, he's, you know, he's puffing on a, on a cigarette and he's so, throwing it all over the place. And he's just having fun out there in the golf course. That, he threw three clubs in Lake Michigan. It was amazing. I watched all of it. So wait a minute. You let them take your phone? 
Well, they they were like new pictures, and then they took the phone, and I they, then I got it back after the round. That I mean, it's I, go, I, it's I golf, always, people. I always wonder when people take these photos. Mm-hmm. Because I, I see it everywhere, right? Like, you see people taking pictures. I'm like, do you actually go back and look at this? Yeah, I still have the pictures of John Daly. So even though they confiscated the phone, I still have them. That wasn't my question. Oh. I said, do you actually go back and look at them? Yeah. It's, like, that's John Daly. If you saw, I'll never forget the image. He's wearing, like, an orange Tennessee-looking whatever and these checkered white pants. And his girlfriend or wife at the time, she was caddying for him, and she did not look like a caddy. She looked, like, really good. And, like, it was, like, a show. They were putting on a show at a major championship at the PGA. I mean, it was like, that's who I want to see. I thought what was more fascinating was when they showed Warren Sapp and he had these, like, yellow and orange pants see? on. I was wondering, like, when you get in front of your closet, you're thinking, this is what I'm going to go with? This is the look I'm going for? I say that all the time with my, my buddy Tyler Fulgham over there at ESPN. Like, that's the outfit? Okay. Like, teach their own. I, I'm not – I can't pull off certain looks. You Please. know, I, I stick to what I know, and what I know is very limited. When it comes to fashion, you've got much better fashion sense than I do. I really Oops. don't. I just, I just kind of ask the right people. So, Ninety-two degrees in the studio now, and he's still in a jacket. So we're all in the, hey, the. The conclusion is universal, though. We're all going John Daly one, and we're all going Hulk Hogan three. Yeah, and cruises two. I, I have no problem with that. I uh, want to do a little bit more college basketball here, and we got Alabama yep. against Vanderbilt tonight. Alabama's one of those teams, too, that I look at and I go, how good are they? You know better than I. Fourth in the country. Is this offense first when you think Bama? Or can they defend enough at the end of the day to be a real player deep in the in March Madness? Great question. I think when you look at the talent that this team has, they have an opportunity to really be a player in the NCAA tournament as we go forward. But the one concern that I have is that when you're such a great offensive team and you get in the tournament, remember the timeouts are longer. Uh, because of the TV break, instead of being 90 seconds, they go to two, two and a half minutes. So it helps the defense. Uh, but this Alabama team has played well on the road. The only loss they have so far this year, one excuse me, one of two losses, one was against the Zags. No shame in that because that, that team offensively is always great. Uh, this is a team that's been tremendous. And then, of course, the game against Connecticut, they lost by 15. But I think they've gotten so much better since that point in time in the season. Brandon Miller has been unbelievable for this team, what he's been able to do. Sears, the transfer from Ohio University, has been great. Clowney's done a nice job. I'm not going to lay the eight here on the road against Vandy. Very impressed with, by the way, the best dressed coach in college basketball has got to be Jerry Stackhouse. Oh, he looks for, great. He is flat out, I mean, absolutely dapper. His team showed some real fight. I don't know if you saw the game on Saturday against Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Arkansas shoots eight consecutive free throws because of a couple of technical mm-hmm. fouls and other things. They're down at the half. They come back and open up a can on Arkansas in the second half. This will be a competitive game here. I would be more apt to take Vandy in the eight here before I lay it with the Crimson Tide. That's exactly – you're picking up what I'm putting down because I was thinking the same thing. You Sometimes kids do resonate with their coach. Yeah. And Stack lost it, right, and then gets all those tees, and they rally behind him. Is there a worry of after that type of comeback against a good pig suey team – that they don't have enough left in the tank tonight uh, for another talented team here in Bama? No, I, I think they'll be fine. If anything, you know, everyone knows what happened with Darius Miles, the player from Alabama charged with capital murder. Yep. I think that could have a more impact on Alabama potentially. You, you lose a teammate like that yeah. than it does Vandy coming in this spot here. I think the uh, Commodores are pretty good. They just don't have that type of talent that takes you to the next level, but they're competitive. Yeah, and I'm with you. That's real-life situations here, people that are not aware of that, and that does affect your team. There's no way it can't. So this will be the first game after the just horrible, horrible news coming out of Tuscaloosa. Uh, Let's get to Penn State and Wisconsin here. If this is football, I'm taking the under. But this is basketball, and I don't know. I still might take the under. You could do that. You could do that, absolutely. <laughs> At 129 and a half here, but Bucky Badger is going to lay three and a half against a Penn State team that I know that you really like. Yeah, I, I think this team has been tremendous all year long. And when you look at uh, Micah Shrewsbury's team, they've done a great job. You saw the last game, they beat Indiana by 19. Now they go up to uh, the Cole Center, taking on Wisconsin, who's also coming off a loss in their last game against Indiana by 18 points. Uh To me, the one thing when you look at Penn State, Jalen Pickett has been unbelievable. Lundy was outstanding shooting the ball in the last game, and also Andrew Funk can really fill it up from downtown. But if you can really slow down, in my opinion, on this Badger team, if you can really get after Wall and uh, Hepburn, I think you get a great shot to come out of here with a victory in this one. I don't know if I would take Penn State in this game simply because Wisconsin, one of those teams at home, I don't Mm -hmm. like to bet against. We saw them 
eke out the win um, against Michigan State. Yep. I'm sorry, they lost to Michigan State in a tight in clo- game. They, they're game. leading down the yeah, stretch. They though. lost by four. Yep. But you know, yesterday Michigan State covers against uh, Purdue there. I think this is a good opportunity for Wisconsin to get back on track. Lane three and a half here. Hate to go against the Nittany Lions. Big fan of this team. I think they're going to be in the tournament. I'm going to go with Penn State here, lane three and a half. Haven't played this one yet, but I, I would lay the three and a half here. Okay, let, let's talk a little bit about UNLV out here in the yeah. desert because I know my guy Tim Doyle was texting me at the beginning of the year like, man, you got a team out there in the yeah. running Rebels that are really, really good. What's happened to UNLV? And now they're going to get seven on the road against Utah State. Yeah, this is a tough match. I, I just think that at times they play two individuals. They've got, in my opinion, probably the best collection of individual players in the league. I really like this team, but now you're facing off against a Utah State team that has been really effective in terms of shooting the basketball. Mm. You know, you look at this uh, UNLV team between Harkless and Gilbert, tremendous individual talents, and, and of course, Rodriguez. These guys are averaging about 42, 43 points a game. But with Utah State here, Dave, I, I think it's tough when you go into Logan. This, these guys really shoot the ball well as a team, 49% wow. from the floor. Um, for or ridiculous 43% number one in the nation from the three point line, but something wrong at the free throw line, only shooting 74% as a team still in the top 100. But when you shoot the ball that well from the perimeter, it should be 80%. Yeah. You know, usually the numbers are skewed because your big men can't shoot it. And that's where the numbers come down, but um, not a game. I'm going to touch here. I I think this is more of an in-game play, but I'm going to say it's a little bit high. I would go with the rebels here in the seven, but not going to play this game. I have questions about Kentucky, and I didn't know that I would. So does Kentucky. Right. I I, I didn't see this coming, and I'm hearing some crazy talk, like Cal might have to go. Like, I I just think that's absurd. Obviously, they are not the Kentucky Wildcats that I think a lot of people thought we'd see at the beginning of the year. Now they take on a a much different Georgia team, right, With, with changing the guard at coach. But still, we think the talent level there is for Kentucky. That's why they're 11-point favorites in a total of 135. What do you make of Cal in this group of Kentucky Wildcats? You know, they just haven't played as well as their talent. You look at Ashibwe Wheeler. Um, you got C.J. Frederick, the Iowa transfer in there, great perimeter shooter. Remember, he got hurt in the game, I think, against Missouri. Uh, he's back in the lineup. They had a great, great, I would argue, maybe the second-best road win of the season so far. Uh, Washington State winning in McHale Center is probably the best one, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Uh, but winning on Rocky Top, that, that's about as good as it gets. And that, that was an impressive win by them. But I think this number's a little bit high. Mike White's team has done a great job playing defense. They're going to defend you. Uh, they're going to make it tough. They played competitively at Florida. They won at uh, Ole Miss. So I, I like uh, Georgia catching 11 in this one. Very quickly before we go to break, I'm going to sneak in one more. Baylor against Texas mm-hmm. Tech. And, again, I'm kind of wondering about what Baylor, their identity is. Because I think of them and I think defense – but yet, really, this isn't the same Baylor Bears still ranked, and they're catching two against uh, the boys there in Lubbock. What do you make of this one? Yeah, tough game for me to call. I like Baylor overall as a team, but they're not as good as they've been in the past. But mm-hmm. the Red Raiders, uh, Mark Adams' team played a great game against Texas the other night, came up a little bit short, really were leading the majority of that one. This will be a spirited effort here tonight at home. I would lean towards the Red Raiders, but not going to play this game. All right, so there is a look at college basketball. Great breakdown, as always, from them all. When we come back, we're going to catch up with Jonathan Davis. Of course, he's at SiriusXM to talk all things puck. That's next here on Big Bets on Visa in the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers 
to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. The football playoffs are in full swing with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for all things football this playoff season. Celebrate the weekend with our divisional round parlay insurance, then extend the fun throughout the rest of the playoffs with our playoffs first touchdown insurance. Log on to betrivers.com, download the Bet Rivers app today to get in on all the action. It is a whole new ball game. Back alongside Amal Shaw, Dave Ross here on this edition of Big Bets. It is good to talk some puck with Jonathan Davis, the host of Ice Cap on Sirius XM NHL. You can follow him at West Coast Hockey, the Hockey HKY. Jonathan, thanks for joining the program today. I do want to get to some of the plays tonight that you might like. It doesn't take a whole lot, as Amal knows, to get me to back and over. And when you look at the Panthers and the Leafs, I want to know why this might be the right side to be on tonight. Well, uh, first off, guys, thanks for having me. And by the way, Buffalo Braves played at Maple Leaf Gardens. Got to see a couple of those games in in a previous life. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) So, why you want to play the over tonight? Their last four meetings in Toronto, we've seen a combined 7, 8, 12, and 7 goals. And when you look at Florida, guys, on the back end of a back-to-back this year, their last three games, 8. Eight and eight combined goals. Mm. Uh, I like the over in this one here, over six and a half. Good call there. By the way, if you haven't heard Jonathan on our show before, he does an outstanding job, so you'll want to follow what he's saying. Jonathan, I want to go to a matchup tonight taking place in the nation's capital between Minnesota and Washington. The reason I bring this game up is Capitals have been struggling. I know they've had some injuries, but still, record-wise, they're okay, 24-16-6. and six. But I just don't buy this team. But the Wild, a road favorite tonight in the nation's capital, minus 125. Uh, it's going to be Gustafsson in net tonight against Lindgren. Uh, what do you make about this Minnesota team that's kind of in that log jam of teams that could be a potential wild card out west? Yeah, I kind of put them in the same vein as the Capitals. I mean, I, I, I really can't trust either team. I, you know, I, I was a little bit surprised to see a steam move to the wild. I mean, this game opened up uh, at minus 110 both sides. Uh, to see, so to see Washington, you know, now as, as the dog here, uh, a little bit surprising. I mean, for me, it, it, it's it's a stay-away game. I just think there are better games on the board. I, uh, you know, both these goals, I think Charlie Lindgren, by the way, guys, maybe one of the best uh, off-season signings uh, in the NHL. The Caps have really found themselves a steal here uh, for their backup goalie. He, he, Lindgren has been outstanding. Gustafson's been really good, though, for the Wild this year. Uh, he's been on quite a run of late. But I, I just think there's better value with other games tonight. And I wonder, Jeff, uh, Jonathan, if you find some value here with the Winnipeg Jets against the Montreal Canadiens in a battle of Canada, if you will. And this number ballooned a little bit. It's over to about, what, a dollar eighty up to $2. But maybe people shouldn't shy away from the inflated uh, price tag there? Well, look, I, I'll be honest. I jumped on it at, at minus 200 uh, last night. And now that at minus 260, I, I just I think there are better ways to maybe attack this. I think you can attack it with the Jets maybe in a money line parlay, say with the Seattle and, and Edmonton game going over tonight. Uh, hmm. Or, you know, look, one of my favorite props is, is the race to four goals. It's kind of like the NBA, especially we saw during the tournament, the NCAA tournament, like the race to 15, the race to 20. Sure. For me, the race to four is one of the best props out there because there's far more – there's a greater advantage to play race to four than team total over three and a half. And uh, so I, I do like Edmonton or I do like Winnipeg tonight uh, to get, you know, to be the first team to hit four goals. You know, they've hit it in 20 of 29 games. So that's 69%. Wow. They've scored at least four goals in their victories, guys. But the Montreal Canadiens have given up four goals or more in 20 of their 26 losses and seven of their last eight. 
So if you like Winnipeg, if you don't want to play, if you want to either either money line parlay them or play them to score. Uh, to hit four goals first in this game. Love the stat. You said seven in the last eight. The only one they didn't was, of course, that sleepy Sunday game, which the Rangers took the L on two to one there at MSG. <laughs> but, uh, Jonathan, I want to go to just some individual teams here. And we previously talked about the Colorado Avalanche when you were on before. Now you got uh, Nathan McKinnon back in this lineup here. Gabriel Landeskog's not going to be back probably till sometime midway after the All-Star break. Uh, he'll start skating post-All-Star break. They're sitting at 47 points, St. Louis at 47, and the Preds at 46. And these are all teams contending for the wild card. What do you think of these three teams? Anybody that stands out to you or one that you think is going to fall off a little bit? We know that Colorado, once healthy, becomes a very, very dangerous team. But I can't figure out for the life of me St. Louis. There will be a game you think, oh, okay, they're not going to win. Then they come back from down two goals against the Flames about a week ago and get uh, the points in that one. I, I just can't make heads and tails of this team. Yeah, it, it's been a real funk. And Jordan Bennington is, you know, has, has really struggled for, for a good part of the season. And, you know, here's something with the St. Louis Blues. Uh, you know, take a note of them when they are a home betting dog. Now, they were a slight dog last night against Ottawa, but they've only won three of 12 games as a home dog this year. Uh, been really erratic. The only time that the Blues have been a safe bet this year, guys, is when they're a home favorite. They're 6 and 3. So, yeah, they're, they are a tough team to figure out. You know, I think that we're all, many of, many of us are waiting for. You know Doug Armstrong to make a trade. You know, is he you know, to move out Tarasenko to move out Ryan O'Reilly? I don't think. You know, this is not a team that that I think really challenges is going to challenge for a cup. They, as you said, you know, look, they're on the outside looking. They'll challenge for a playoff spot, but I, I think that that's part of what's going on in St. Louis. Everyone's waiting for a move to be made. Jonathan, there's four teams right now that are under ten to one uh, to win the Stanley Cup. Bruins, the favorites, at five to one. The Lance at six to one to repeat. Right? Hurricanes about eight to one and nine to one for the Vegas Golden Knights out here in the desert. If I took those four teams off the board, out of the double-digit or higher uh, underdogs to win the Cup, who do you think might be live? That really you see some value still out there on the board. Well, Tampa's always got value, yeah. uh, no question. I, I mean, I, I had a ticket on the New York Rangers, um, you know, before the season started, not as not feeling as good about it as I did, but I, I'm, I'm thinking that they're still going to make a deal. Uh, I, I mean, look, for me, Tampa would, would still be uh, a team that I, that I would put my money on right now. Because, look, guys, when I look at the Eastern Conference, I, I don't think that the, cup, the team that's going to hoist the cup, if it's a team out of the East, is either going to be Boston, Toronto, or Tampa. I just... Carolina scares me because I just don't think they're strong enough down the middle, and I don't think their goaltending is good enough. And I don't think anybody else, you know, throughout the East really, uh, you know, they just don't move the meter for me. Winnipeg could be a sneaky team, guys. They've, they've played really well under Rick Bonus. They've got themselves, you know, they've got Connor Hellebuck uh, has regained his form. Uh, they're really deep up front. They've got a Norris Trophy candidate in Josh Morris. So me or Josh Morrissey. So if you want to take a flyer on a team in the West, maybe it's the Winnipeg Jets. That's a great pick because you look at that team right now, sitting atop their division. Uh, this team is really dangerous in the Central. We've got Dallas Stars there, of course, the Minnesota Wild as well. I love that call because the way Hellebuck has played. He has faced an inordinate number of shots. His save percentage has been tremendous so far this year. Really like that call there by Jonathan. You, you know, it's funny, Jonathan, you and I have the same preseason pick. I took the Rangers uh, as well before the season started. I'm a little bit concerned in terms of how well they're performing. But the one team you mentioned I want to get back to, Toronto. You know, ever since Tavares signed the deal to go north of the border, he's played inconsistently. He hasn't been the great JT he was down on the island. Um, obviously, Austin Matthews still an elite-level player. Murray's starting to come around. I know he had a rough game his last one, but played well in the previous couple of games. Are you concerned at all about the fact that we know what happens to Toronto when we get to the postseason? Yeah, I'm still. I still don't think that they're built well enough. And, and I think you know Matt Murray's. You know he he's had he's been up and down. He kind of looks like the Matt Murray that we've seen in years past. I'm just not buying their goaltending, whether yeah. it's Murray or, or Samsonov. I, I just can't trust them. And I and I still think that the least. I just don't think that they're built yet to win a cup. Now the one thing I will say with Austin Matthews guys is that you know I, I think Austin Matthews when, when he won the heart and he, and he scored his 60 goals, I think for him. I think he's taking the regular season a lot easier, and and I and I don't think we've seen the, the true Austin Matthews yet. So I, I expect more from him down the stretch when the games really matter. Because I know I think if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs, you're feeling really comfortable 
about where you're sitting. I mean, hey, look, you got a 670 winning percentage. I still think the Leafs are going to, you know, need to find a way to shore up their blue line. Uh, but they also talk about the need for depth scoring, and they've got some, uh, some available money with the Jake Muzzin injury. Uh, by the way, 10-1 to 1 for the, the Leafs to hoist the cup, 30-1 to 1 for Winnipeg. Jonathan, we re- really appreciate the time, as always. Do a great job at SiriusXM. Uh, we'll catch up with you again soon. All right, guys, no problem. Hey, one thing, Buffalo, 20 of their 21 victories this year, they scored four or more. Tage Thompson has absolutely been a stud. From Jonathan Davis. Thank you to Jonathan. Very quickly, before we say goodbye to this show, you've got a college basketball play you wanted to get out today. Yeah, NIU Miami of Ohio over 142.5 in this one. Both teams like to play with pace and tempo. Uh, not both. Neither of them are prolific shooting teams, but I think this is a game that you see gets over the total of 142 and a half. All right, 142 and a half. I am bookmarking that right now. And again, our pro tip for hour number two, very simple. With most of the uh, public's eyes still on the NFL, you can probably get your best numbers right now in college basketball, the NBA and the NHL futures markets, while everybody's still paying attention to the NFL. Because once the NFL stops... All those eyes go there, and those numbers will change. Great stuff, as always, from them all. Uh, Kelly and Sean behind the glass as well. want to thank Jonathan Davis for joining us, and, of course, Frank Schwab as well. Don't go anywhere. The final countdown next, right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s, dance away with hip-hop beats, and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.